0: In our first reading, Moses is warning us against listening to false prophets, to those who claim that they are speaking the truth. They might even say they're speaking the truth to power. And those who, they, you know, are proclaiming what they believe is the word of God, and so on. And there are plenty of false prophets in our world today. Not all of them are religious, most of them probably aren't, but there are plenty of false prophets If you want proof of this, just turn on the TV. You'll find plenty of false prophets on TV. Plenty of people who are willing to to declare their punditry on any topic you can imagine. I mean, think about it, you know, look at sports. You can spend your whole day just watching people proclaim who's the team that's going to win the Super Bowl, who's going to win the World Series next year, what team needs to do this, what team needs to do that, what team is bad, what team is good, so on and so on. Of course, they never go back and correct themselves, but they uh, are more than happy to tell you what they think as a false prophet. Of course, politics. Politics is is, is full of them. There's just tons of them. And, of course, you know, depending on which channel you watch, you'll hear which party is good and which party is bad, which politician is great and which politician needs to be locked up, and so on and so on and so on. It doesn't matter what side you're on. There's plenty of false prophets out there willing to proclaim it. And, of course, they don't just stick with politics. They also go, go into the economy and how bad the economy is. And if you don't buy gold, you're going to be bankrupt by this time next year and this, that, and the other thing. Unfortunately, the church isn't immune to it, of course. You know, uh, Plenty of false prophets within the church who are proclaiming all the problems in the church, and the church would be so much better if this changed, or that changed, or if the Pope did this, or if the Pope retired, or if this happened, or that happened. And it's enough to make anyone anxious, to say the least. It's enough to bring anxiety. Because the, these false prophets, all they are are doom and gloom. All they are doing is proclaiming what's wrong in the world. It's like as St. Paul describes married men and women anxious about the things of the world. We can very easily do that. Now, to be clear, we're, we're going to have concerns about the world. We're not going to be able to live without concerns of the world. It's going to happen. We are in the world. And especially those of you who have families, you're more anxious because you want to care for your families. You've got all the things of your family and your friends. You've got all the concerns about our culture and worries about what's going on in the church and what's going on in our state and what's going on in the country. You've got all these anxieties. And somewhere in the midst of all that anxieties, we try to fit how we may please the Lord. We try to squeeze that in there somewhere that, that yeah, we, 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 we want to please God, but we're so worried about all this stuff out there. And what we should desire, of course, is to be free from these anxieties, and I'm sure we are. All of us want to be free from these anxieties of the world. We don't want to have the stress of worrying about all that. Instead, we should be seeking how we may please the Lord. How we may please God with our lives we need to seek to be both holy in body and spirit in other words you know a phrase you might hear is that we need to be in the world but not of the world those anxieties come when our focus is on the world first to be in the world means we use the goods of the world we you you know we are grateful for the gifts that God has given us in this world but the world is ultimately not our goal. Our goal is God. Our goal is to use the things of the world to love God. And not love the things of the world for their own sake. You know, If we are in the world, we use them, we, we appreciate them, we are grateful for them, but they are not our ultimate goal. Our desire is should be to put the things of God first. To put the spiritual life first before the things of the world. And we're not calling for a a detachment from the world. We're not calling to cut ourselves off from the world. You know, there are groups who have done that throughout the history of the church. You know, in fact, if you look at the history of the Mennonite uh, colonies, like the Hutterites that we have outside of town, They started out from a mindset of cutting themselves off from the world. And there are still groups of Mennonites, the Amish, the Hutterites, who are much more strict about cutting themselves off from the world. Most we have around here are are fairly open to the world. We see them around and they, they interact with others outside of their colony and so on. But some colonies are much more strict. But that's where they came from, was to cut themselves off from this evil world. That's where that thing came from many centuries ago. We're not called to that as Christians. There are those within the church who would like to do that, like to say, okay, the world's not worth even bothering with. We're just going to go live in our little commune, our little colony, and just forget about the rest of the world. We're not called to that. But we are called to sanctify the world. We are called to make the world holy. How do we do that? Well, very simply, loving God. First and foremost in our life should be the love of God above all things. And then we go out and we love our neighbor as ourselves. You sound familiar? They're the two great commandments that our Lord gave us love God above all things and love our neighbor as ourselves. If we do that, if we put God first in our lives, and then we go out and love our neighbor, we will sanctify the world. We will make the world holy. So what this means is that everything we do should flow from that love of God and neighbor. And I mean everything, how we live our lives, How we do our jobs, how we interact with others in our daily lives. For those who are in political office, that they put God first. That they serve in office to serve God's will first. And that we, when we go to the voting booth, that we vote for those politicians who are most in line with God's will. And so on and so forth. Even in our recreation. Even in the things we do to relax. Love of God and love of neighbor first. We are called to obey God's will in this world. That is what we are here for. To live God's will in this life so we can spend eternity with him in the next. And it's interesting in the gospel that we see the the demons, the spirits, evil spirits. They obeyed God. They obeyed our Lord, but they did so out of fear. He commanded them to flee, and they did. Get out of here. Okay, gone. They they took off because our Lord commanded them to. We need to flip that. We need to obey God, but do so out of love for him. Obey his commands out of love for him, to love him so deeply that we will do whatever he asks of us. That's how we sanctify the world. And that's how we are no longer caught up in the anxiety of the world because we recognize that this world is passing away. Nothing that exists today will last forever. His love will, his commands will. And so we should obey him out of love and use the things of the world to serve God and to serve others. And kind of a final bit of advice, it also helps if we don't stop listening to those false prophets, so turn off the TVs.